0: back. I am back. I am back. I'm so excited to be back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Patrick O'Dowd, back from hiatus, along with his good friend, the lawyer, Washington Capitals fan himself, David Ungar. We are here with you on the Chair Shot Radio Network as a part of the ChairShot.com, giving you your Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Dave, how you doing, man? Did you I, miss me?
1: I, I did miss you. And I'm sure everybody missed hearing me last week because I had to put up with PC Tunny again. <laughs> yeah,
0: what is that all about? What I, how, like
1: I went to go see hear what you were talking about and there was no there was no Dave. I'm gonna have to call PC Tunny the usurper from now on because he usurped our slot. Because they had, you know, an important guest that they wanted to get on in, yeah, our, so, in our slot. So that's fine. That, I, guess, I guess that's an acceptable excuse. Uh, you
0: know, if, if it's someone from across the pond,
1: um, yeah, what are you going to say? Right. Exactly. Right. And right. Somebody, we know somebody fairly well-known as well. Hey, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you're only important until you're not, right, Dave? That's what we learned.
1: That's I, what we learned. I keep learning that. It's a repetitive sort of thing. And
0: so I'm I'm sorry, folks, if you were if you were looking forward to some hockey talk and you didn't get it, we're going to bring the hockey talk back today. Yes, I did just do a terrible accent to talk about hockey, but we're going to talk about a couple of other sports related things, too. We're going to bring back the greatest segment ever known on Chairshot Radio. That's your team sucks. We get to tear down the Chicago Cubs this week. And let me tell you, as I am in my full St. Louis regalia, this is my first podcast since the announcement that Nolan Arenado is going to the St. Louis Cardinals. So I got my powder blue St. Louis Cardinals Stan Musial jersey because I never buy a jersey for a current player. I've I've learned that the hard way. Never buy a jersey for an active player because you never know when they're going to break your heart and go to another team. I'm looking at you, Pools. Hey, I got,
1: I got an RG3 jersey in my closet if you want it, Pat. I'm just saying.
0: I'm good. I'm good. All right. I, I'm actually, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about football, I'm a little worried. The bears are, the bears apparently are going to sign Carson Wentz. Um, because we're terrible. I, so, I can't wait to do it so, my team. sucks. So, so like when we found <laughs> on the bears, so they want to just,
1: recreate the quarterback controversy in Philadelphia, but put it in Chicago. I guess
0: I, I hate everything. I just, I hate everything. And that's a, that's a future. Your team sucks. We'll, we'll cover that later. But before before we get into any of that, there, we're going to talk some video games. You you brought this up, and it's I'm big, all for this. Because, because I was so excited this week, EA announced, I don't know if it was via Twitter or Instagram, they're bringing back their college football game. Now, if you're a listener to Bandwagon Nerds, and I know all of you are because you love us, then you probably caught the video game project. And Dave, do you recall one of the video games that happened to be in my top 50? I believe it was NCAA 14, wasn't it? It was NCAA 14 for the PlayStation 4, a game I religiously play to this day. I build franchise not franchises, not franchises, they're called dynasties in the NCAA, 2014 game, I have taken the University of Illinois to prominence from all over. I always start as a as a meager offensive or defensive coordinator for some Sun Belt school, and eventually just get hired by the University of Illinois as a head coach. You know, on my on my pedigree because I did so great with his offense. Sometimes I got to go through like a Power Five school to get there, but eventually I rise through the coaching ranks. And the greatest head coach, I am so excited about this. And a lot of fans are too, because a college football game for a video game system is great. I'm also looking forward to all the shitty EA sports football bugs that'll happen. Like, you know, getting tackled in the head, going through a dude's body and they fly seven feet from the line of scrimmage, things like that. uh, Because that's, that's been a real problem for EA lately as well
1: well yeah I mean here's here's the thing is and <clears throat> a lot of the stuff I watch a lot of the coverage uh, over because i'm a, I mean as far as video games I'm a sports gamer that's my first love right. over everything you know RPGs are great first person shooters great, but I've always been a sports gamer that's what I started that's what got me pretty much into video games so um so I get a lot of information from sports gamers online, which is one of the best non chair shot related sites that's Targeted specifically for people like us who are sports gamers, and they did a lot of coverage on NCAA 14 and, and how we got here. And I mean, and it is an interesting story because you know NCAA 14 was the last game that came out, and then they ran into the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, and part of the settlement was the right. end of using EA deciding, well, we can't make the NCAA games anymore, and just the ro- I mean, it's been eight years, just the road back. Yeah. I mean an entire generation the PS4 Xbox One generation there was no NCAA game on there so the Not after that, 14 yeah the fact that they're bringing that it back Or oh, sorry that was a PlayStation 3 game I lied you're right yeah. I, I I'm completely wrong yeah so it's it's huge I mean it's great that they're going to get it back I mean there are some caveats to this whole thing as I'm sure we're going to talk about namely that you know you're if you don't like the Madden football engine you're not going to like this game either because it's going to be based right. largely off the same engine
0: yeah that's that was always the thing is the ncaa game always seemed to be like a year behind in the game like it was like madden would come out of it with its new game engine and then the following year ncaa would come out with the basically the exact same game but with college teams and, and then and the dynasty feature was always a little different and unique i liked i liked the last bit I I will be interested to see, and and we talked about this a little bit when you said you wanted to to talk about this on Cherish Shot radio. I am going to be interested to see what happens with, if anything happens with the whole name image likeness thing. I think it'll be invisible player, like quarterback number 14. Uh, Maybe they make up fake names. Like that's what uh, NCAA 14 did. But I always made this argument because the the games and the teams are are given rankings and the players are giving rankings and ratings and you can't help but equate it. So when you have the the second wide receiver on Alabama's depth chart be all 99s because it's uh what's his name who won the Heisman trophy this past oh, year? I can't, uh, I can't remember Jones. This. Yeah, like that guy. <laughs> yeah. And he was and he was their wide receiver too. Like you can't help but equate it to to that player. And it was the same thing. Like Denard Robinson was on the cover of NCAA 14 and the quarterback for Michigan. If you start the, if you play season one as Michigan, you got a ridiculous mobile quarterback and it was Denard Robinson. Like you could say it wasn't Denard Robinson, but we all knew it was. And so I still, I still feel like there's a gray area that's going to happen there that uh, I'll be interested to see if anything comes up. Maybe nothing comes up. Clearly, they've worked something out to where they can do this. And they're not calling it NCAA football. They're calling it college football, which I think is an interesting distinction.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be. I I imagine by the time it comes out, it'll be NCAA football. They'll get uh, something in place for that.
0: Well, I mean, I wonder if they worked out something with the schools. and the They have have to because
1: what I understand is there's going to be at least 100 schools on there. Authentic stadiums, they got the logos, they are gonna have some yeah. of the collegiate, you know, pomp and circumstance that you get at, at some of the atmospheres, like probably yeah. the Ohio State marching band. So they've got all yeah. that already. And and that's that's huge because one of the best things about college the NCAA series versus Madden was EA did a really good job of recreating the college atmosphere and making it feel very different from like what you got with Madden, which was right. I mean, I've always preferred the pro game, but that's just me. I know a lot of people are like you and probably right. prefer the college. um but I always preferred the college atmosphere because the pro stuff was just very static and like, okay, yeah, unless you're in like Kansas City or something crazy like that. but uh i I think that you know they've they've got a lot of good pieces in place, but you raise a good point if if I take a quarterback or a wide receiver on Alabama and make his ratings mirror the Heisman Trophy winners but make him look slightly different? Have I violated NIL? Probably right. not if you're looking at the strict letter of the law because like that's right. not his name. It's not his image. It's not his likeness. His stats are identical, but that's probably yeah, okay.
0: Think, well, I think where EA got in real trouble with the Ed O'Bannon case was less about the picture on the cover. Cause it's always a player that's graduated, right? Like it's always a former player. So they're no longer on the team. It was when EA started doing those legacy teams to where you could play as like the 72 Bruins and that, you know, but not naming the players and having that sort of thing. And that's really where the Ed O'Bannon case made its case was it's not so much about the current rosters as it was the former rosters. So It'll be interesting. I, here's the thing is I'm all for it and it gives me leverage with the Mrs. O'Dowd to be like, well, I really need a PlayStation five now. That's Cause right. like, I got it. Like when that announcement came, I put it on my Facebook page. It was like, like so. Mrs. O'Dowd needs to make peace with the fact that I'm going to pester her incessantly about owning this video game. Cause it is absolutely, it is the game I go to when I just want to play it. Like I just what I want to pop out what I want to play what I put into place. So exciting, exciting news. And a lot of followers of that game of the old game are, are thrilled because we no longer have to download updated rosters. We no longer have to go looking around for stuff. We're going to have a new version and hopefully a cleaner version.
1: And it does raise the possibility. I've seen this comment in a few places that it might open the door to bring back a college basketball game. Which we haven't had in a long time. And some of those games are really well, good. since 09. Yeah. Uh I mean I I'm all in favor. Give us a good college basketball game back and and get all that. It it's funny the Ed O'Bannon case, which impacted NCAA football so much, and Ed O'Bannon was a basketball player, but it had a far-reaching effect yeah. to NCAA in general. But yeah, it, it's it's huge. It's something a lot of people, I know you have been missing it. I've missed it. I always played Madden a little bit more, but I love the NCAA game as well. And, and you know, because yeah, that's the only place Maryland's going to be competitive for a national title is if Correct. I take them there. Exactly. Right, exactly. So yeah, it's it's exciting stuff and and, and it's long overdue it. There are going to be problems. There are going to be pitfalls. It's, it's going to require you to upgrade and get the next gen system. No one knows when it's coming out. I'm guessing 2022. I don't think it'll be this year. It's okay. Oh, Jesus. 2027. We all know that. I hope not.
0: So hope yeah, not. more to come as that comes along. But yeah, great, great news. I think it's time to talk some hockey and make some people's heads bleed. What do you think?
1: I think so. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. Head bleed. Uh Playoffs. I'm going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed for super fan number 99 over here. Mm.
0: All right. So let's talk some hockey. I love that line, by the way. Thank you, PC Tunney, for giving us the swingers hockey thing. That is always going to be our intro. I would like to start by saying I was wrong about the Boston Bruins.
1: Yeah. as much as
0: I'm strong about the Boston Bruins they're cruising right now and and it's so funny to be like we keep saying this 11 games but they're eight one and two man they got 18 points like they are dominating a weak division I think we agree that that is not the strongest division Mr. Caps fan with your six I'm just kidding it's not a weak division you got the flyers you got the 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 Penguins are, are oddly enough just hovering around 500. You've got a cream rises of to the top three, and Boston. I I thought that they were going to go in. They had a a few. I thought they were going to drop a couple to the. I think it was they played the Pens this past week, and they got it done. So three game winning streak.
1: Just sorry, man. I mean, like Boston, I'm I'm sorry. I was wrong. <laughs> Watching the cap, I mean, and and this is the thing: the Bruins have been the Caps' bitch for years, and it sure looked like both games this week it was going to be the same. But I give them credit; they came back the first game from being down three nothing, forced overtime. Ovechkin won it. Then they come back from three nothing down the next game and score five unanswered, including four in the third period, to win that game. And that kind of set the Caps. You know, that was their first regulation loss, and now they lost to the Rangers as well. Yeah, I mean, from from my standpoint, Boston looks really strong. Um, They got a lot of young, you know, they got younger. Uh, I don't complain about Chara being on the Caps at all. But yeah, Boston's got a lot of pieces in place. They look strong. Philly looks strong. We'll see the Caps have got two coming up against Philly on Sunday and Tuesday, I think. Uh, So that'll tell a big story there. Um. Yeah, they're all big, and you can see like eh, the thing is the way that the schedule is. You can see the impact that these games have. Like the Caps were in first place just a few days ago. Right. Now they're suddenly in third. So they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now they're it's, in third. It's it's like, those... um, the Islanders well, yeah, dead last is surprising to me. That I didn't see coming. Yeah.
0: After after last year's run, um, you you thought it would have been a lot more. We're also starting to see COVID hit some hit some of these divisions pretty hard too particularly the west my my division if you look vegas has had a pause minnesota just announced a pause um air not arizona who's the other there was a third one uh the sabers sorry yeah. sabers back announced a Minnes- pause They're minnesota
1: pa- i think you said minnesota yeah
0: yeah i did say minnesota and, and where was the other there was one other division um the Central has has hit a couple. Like Dallas just came back, so they're they're on the backswing up. But like Carolina's only played eight games, Florida's only played eight games, uh, Tampa Bay, which is in first place in the Central right now, they're seven one. They've only played nine games. You know who's getting it right? And we've said this before, Canada.
1: Yeah, Canada, yeah, cause, Canada. Cause, nobody
0: has played less than ten games, and that's Calgary. Yeah,
1: and yeah. nobody cares. Because Canada is so, almost like a bubble unto itself at this point. It really
0: is. It really is. They've, they have approached this so very well. And that, so that very division
1: well. is tight. I'm just looking like your, your Maple Leafs, your pick, first place. Montreal is surprisingly really good so far early on.
0: Yeah. But. um, Yeah, and, and then... If we're if we're talking divisions, the West has kind of played out the way we thought it would. I'm happy with where my Blues are. the The Rockies and the Blues are currently tied for first. the The thing I have, and this is I love being a fan. When you, it's great to be a fan when your team's in first place, right? Because then you nitpick what's wrong with them. And my big nitpick with the Blues right now is, is like, man, I really wish they would just they they have to get kicked into another gear every once in a while. It looks like they sleepwalk through games. Like this last game that they lost to um, who was it that they just played? Um, i'm I'm gonna lose track of it oh uh phoenix uh the coyotes they lost because they went down like four nothing and we're just sort of doop-a-doo we're just going to sleep park through and they took tom baruby or not tom baruby sorry that's a friend of mine craig baruby like jumping down his team's throats for them to be like oh hey yeah we're the blues we can play with the killer instinct like, like, why did it take that? Why does it always take that with this team? And I say this as a team that's you know, as a fan of a team that's got fifteen points right now. Yeah,
1: there's <laughs> no room <laughs> curve for complacency in any of these games. Like the caps started no, off shitty against the Rangers and, and you know, you can't it's so frustrating. You, you can't look at a team like the Rangers like, ah, it's gonna be no big deal. They're struggling. Every game has gotta be played with a sense of urgency with the divisions like they are right now. But yeah, I mean yeah, right. I mean, you got Colorado. They are who we thought they were. St. Louis right there. Vegas right there. Uh Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, Tampa looks no. really strong. I thought I thought they'd struggle a little bit out of the gate. I was wrong. <laughs> Pittsburgh. No, yeah, I, I, I want not. I want Pittsburgh to fail so badly, Pat, but it's just not gonna I, I happen, get is it?
0: No, it's it's not. They're gonna they're gonna hang around and be fine. Um, one of the other things I wanted to do before we left the hockey talk today, though, is just kind of take a look at who's been really performing well. And I brought over um, just who are who our leaders are, our points leaders uh, in the league. And it's kind of fun. I'm on NHL.com, looking at skaters and defensemen. And I told you about this guy back when we did this preview, but defenseman uh, Kale McCarr number 3 he's a third year player with the colorado avalanche he's got 12 points on the season he's not one of the top he's one of the top assist men when it comes to defensemen he's not a he's not a he's not a big scorer but he's got 11 assists on the season that's why he is where he is and is just so dang good and i would just expect to see that continue to grow but as i look at this list anybody surprise you Out of some of these top players like a lot of usual suspects, especially look at skaters like Connor McDavid, you know, leading in points. He's uh, he's amongst the top in in goal scorers and and he's the number one assist man of all of hockey. Just uh, just a terrific, terrific player, but just kind of going down the line a lot of great players a lot, a lot of guys a lot of skill who who's who's out there that doesn't surprise you and who does kind of surprise you the
1: guy leading the league in goals surprises me Tyler Toffoli for Montreal yeah uh, okay I knew he was a good player but he's got 9 goals that leads the uh, that leads the league right now um right you look at the Canadian I mean it's it's I, I think that's right every all the Canadian teams are leading the league is that accurate <laughs> Well, let's see yeah, so I Connor McDavid's Joe Pavelski's got power play goals. So there's something Van Reem's okay, so I guess that, yeah, I mean, you look at the way that the Canadian teams are excelling in these statistical categories, Connor McDavid's having a hell of a year. I mean, a hell of a year. Yep.
0: You know, it's hard to, the, the one that's hard to, to really register right now, though, is goalie. Like, you know, cause they've, they've played so few games and, and my favorite is just looking at leaders for shutouts. The, 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 there's a what is it a one two three four five way
1: tie, right. with two, right. <laughs> like Gibson from Anaheim, Grubauer, um, former Cap, right? Um, who's for, got I'm so sorry. I know save percentage Peter Morazic from Carolina is leading the league. Wow, that's surprising. Um right. and goals against average,
0: but it's I, but it's like games to be played, right? Right. Like, well,
1: I mean, and that's I the thing. Like for the Caps, Vitek Vanacek has played every single game because Samsonov right. has been on covid protocol and I'm like you guys got Craig Anderson on your like taxi squad why don't you play him why are you running this rook this kid into the ground um I don't know under- I mean it's great that he has played as well as he has and has kind of anchored the caps uh, you know in net but at some point that that guy's going to just wear out so I'm not sure I understand Laviolette's strategy with just letting this kid right. play but okay
0: Well, and you know, you were asking the question, you know, I was saying how I was wrong about the Bruins. I'll I'll tell you why I was wrong about the Bruins. It's because Patrice, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand are having good seasons to start off Like, and and they're, they're stars, like they are, they're really star players, but they're, you know, they're off to a great, you know, um, um, amongst the top 10 in points and really getting it done. So just kind kind of something to pay attention to is we're already, what, quarter of the way or not a quarter of the way through the season was 50 some games. So about a fifth of the way through the season. So maybe too soon to tell hot takey if you will. But you you start, you're starting to see the season come together, you know, and you're starting to see some real, some real play. And I think uh, what we're seeing is one Canada got it right. And and two that for the most part, who we said was going to be good outside of one or two outliers, the Bruins, being my, my big mistake, we, we were pretty spot on with our picks so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you're starting to see a bit of separation in the divisions. You know, you can start to see, like you said, the cream is starting to rise to the top. It's still early. But, yeah, by and large, the teams that we thought would be really good, with the exception of the Islanders, but that could change, um, have stepped forward. So, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's going to get crunch timey pretty soon here with uh, a lot of these teams. A lot of these teams.
0: Yeah. So, and hopefully COVID doesn't keep messing with it. I like this four game pause thing. It seems to be, it seems to be working relatively well, so it'll, it'll keep up. Uh, So that's going to do it for this week in hockey Uh, from your good pals, Dave and Patrick, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. We're going to bring back your team sucks. And Dave and I are going to tear down the Chicago Cubs. Before we go to our recorded commercials, this is my friendly reminder that you jump over to the uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair and help support chairshot.com and chair shot radio by buying a shirt. All kinds of good stuff out there. The OG chair shot logo, hashtag safe tag team wrestling. The uh, winner is you podcast um, t-shirt as well as a myriad of other podcast t-shirts including Dave and I's podcast, uh, Bandwagon Nerds. But if you like what we do, if you like the content we're putting out there, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shop. Buy a shirt, support us. As Christopher Platt would say, please and thank you, thank you and please. When we come back, Your Team Sucks featuring the Chicago Cubs. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT.
0: Back with another edition of Your Team Sucks. Dave, we got to work on finding a, an intro tune for Your Team Sucks.
1: I still kind of like the whole You like Suck whole, You Jackass thing. That was fun.
0: Oh, yeah, we could totally use that. You could, you could put that in there. I also think it'd be fun. We don't have an outro. Like, we don't have a fancy Ocean's Eleven outro like Greg DeMarco does. I think it would be fun if we could find shitty parody things of the teams we're making fun of to be our outro. Like, for example, we're doing the Chicago Cubs. Let's get us some Will Ferrell, Harry Carey.
1: (laughs) That that sounds appropriate. Norm,
0: how would you like a hot dog? I would love it if my head was – I don't even know the skit. I just remember he talked about a hot dog for like 10 minutes, and it was hilarious because Harry Carey – is a little out there, a little whack-a-doodle.
1: That would work. I mean, that's. Yeah. They've got to kind mean, of. I mean, that's, that's basically get, every. A, but yeah. Every team out there has been ragged on by somebody at some point in time. I mean,
0: right. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing: is as a St. Louis Cardinal fan, I take no personal joy. I mean, uh, no personal joy at all. Oh no! In what we're about to do here, I I am not. It it hurts me a little to hurt Cub fans. <laughs> you
1: suck, you jackass! Oh, who am I kidding?
0: I can't wait to do this. This is so great. Let's get into it. This is a team that was cursed by a goat. Let's just start with that. Like we, you know, the Cubs and the Red Sox fans used to always argue over whose curse was worst. Let's be real. Getting rid of Babe Ruth was a better curse than somebody not a freaking goat into a baseball stadium. That's your curse? That's your curse? Come on, Cubs. You stink. You're the team that traded away Hall of Famer Lou Brock for a broken down pitcher. Oh, oh. You had Ernie Banks and Ron Santo and Ferguson Jenkins and you couldn't win a, a World Series for 108 years. You had you brought the brainchild theo epstein to win multiple titles and you won one time you hired joe man you got your one and that was it in a franchise that should have had multiples and now you are selling the farm, the whole farm. and what i don't know they've done nothing they've just gotten rid of it. they got a public lineup but nobody to pitch you got rid of your best pitcher you lost your best. You lost you, Darvish, your best pitcher in your rotation.
1: And you John have no
0: Lester fun. went to the Nationals. You have you have nothing, Chicago. Welcome back to the cellar where you belong. Because you know what? Your team sucks. It really sucks. And your stupid pinstripe uniform with the big red C, that's the best you can do. That fly the W crap. I got sick of that. It was dumb. That's a, a flag. That's your big victory celebration. A flag. And let's talk about Wrigley Field while we're at it. That nostalgia. Oh, the good old ballpark. Look how beautiful our old school ballpark. Ed Park sucks. I've been to games at Wrigley. You know where you get seated behind pillars because you got those old school grandstands. But the Ricketts family's too cheap to make the seats in such a way to where everybody gets to see the goddamn field. I would know. I went to a Cub Games once watched the entire game on a TV screen and I had lowered level seats at the field and couldn't see because it was behind a grandstand garbage, garbage, (laughs) garbage, garbage. garbage. The Ricketts family has killed the Chicago Cubs even worse than they are. They got their one ring and they've just been happy with it. Your team sucks. Dave,
1: back me up. Uh, I, you know, you are far more educated on the Chicago Cubbery than, than I'll ever be. I I remember them, beating the nationals in that one series, which was a hell of a series, but very disappointing. But so I I got, let me ask you this as a Cardinals fan, when the Cubs finally broke through and won the world series, how did you feel? How did that, were you empathetic towards them a little bit or did it make your stomach just churn?
0: Here's what I wrote on Facebook because growing up in the Midwest, I, and seriously, like where I grew up in Illinois, is like the Mason-Dixon line for Cardinal Cub fandom. So, like, we have a we have a pretty solid mix in Central Illinois, and so I have a lot of people who are friends of mine, people I've grown up with. the The rivalry itself is 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 pretty friendly. Like, it's not really a, a, an angry fight sort of thing. However, when the Cubs won the World Series, my Facebook post was congratulations, and I named off just basically named off and tagged about any Cub fan I could remember. It was like congratulations on breaking your your curse seeing your curse broken. I still hate your team though. Period. And that way like it was like congratulations I still hate you. Because you know what your team sucks and I hate you. And I and oh I I forgot about this. You have a worst fucking baseball song ever. Go Cubs go. That thing is shit. And people they sing it all the time and I'm like this is garbage. Why is that the song you go with? But as a member of the best fans in baseball, I did have to give a courteous tip of the cap. And it was like, we have, you know, 12 championships. So, yeah,
1: we're not we're not the
0: Cubs. We don't suck.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think they're in for a long season this year. They don't have a whole lot of people. I mean, I, I would I would love to see the Nats get Chris Bryant, um, you know, now that Arenado's yeah. in St. Louis, it's like, well, our third base options are limited. Aaron um, in St. Louis. Yes, he is. It's got to make you guys the favorites. I would think.
0: Yeah. Every, it's like every time, a, um, every time a national league central team makes a move, another win gets added to our projection. <laughs> just cause it's just like a fire sale. And that's the thing is I, I feel for our good friend PC Tani, who, uh, whose biggest offseason acquisition for his Brewers is uh former Cardinal Colton Wong, who we would have liked to have kept, but he's fine. Like he's a strong defensive player and okay offensive player. He might have a ceiling that that we don't know about. Maybe he busts on with a big year. The only problem I have is that we let him go to a we let him go to a, a division rival. But uh yeah, the the central division and yeah, the Cubs are in for a long year, I think, because they can hit, but they can't pitch. They they have no true star. I think they got Hendricks. That's it. Like, that's their, that's their ace. And he's, he's good. But once you get past him, there's nothing. There's just like, there's just nothing. And um, you're, you're counting.
1: Gladly trade divisions with you. So you can deal with the Braves and the retooled Mets and the Marlins you no, know, I'm,
0: I'm fine. Man. I want to. I want to see Goldie and Arenado get fat on sucky teams like the Chicago Cubs. I can't wait to do it. I'm excited for the season. And of course, now that I've done all this hubris, the Cardinals, you know, like he'll break his leg or something. Like Arenado will crash into a wall, making some amazing Gold Glove worthy play, and he'll be out for six months. <laughs> or, and yeah. it'll be like.
1: It'll be like the natural where Bum Bailey crashes through the wall and dies, you know, some shit like that.
0: Or or I'll even take it a step further Goldschmidt and Arenado, somehow there'll be a pop up in the middle of the field and they will converge upon each other and like just break, you know, and get concussed. By the way, the Cubs suck so much that we have moved to talking about the St. Louis Cardinals. Cubs fans, that's how much your team sucks. So. We didn't. We didn't even get to Harry Carey. Harry Carey, beloved Harry Carey, voice of the Cubs. You know why he went to the Cubs? He got fired from St. Louis because he was sleeping with August A. Bush's wife.
1: That's that's, that's a
0: legend. Yeah, I, don't, I got no proof to back that up, Cubs fans. So when you tweet me, um, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. own it. But like, whatever.
1: Send your hate tweets to at PC Tunney. No, just kidding. Oh yeah, at PC Tunney. He's he is the
0: boy. He is the one who lets us put this on the air, man. So yeah, totally do it on do it to BC Tunney. Anyway. That's gonna do it for this week's edition of Your Team Sucks. I feel like I have effectively pointed out why the Cubs are terrible, why the Cubs suck, and why that one championship in 108 years or 100 years just just uh, it rings a little hollow.
1: You suck, yeah, jackass. Yeah, I mean it's something. I guess we can call it that. It's, it's like it's, thing that happened. it's like it's like me trying to say that the caps are great because of that one cup. Uh I'm not going right. we're not gonna do the Washington caps, you suck yet. We're gonna hold off. Yeah, on that. what
0: are we gonna do? Who's who's next, well, Dave? I, I figure we've done well, I
1: think it's your turn. we've done football and we've done, and big, we've done, baseball, we've done baseball. baseball. So it's either hockey or basketball. What are, you wanna you wanna just go off on the New York Knicks next week? I mean, that's low hanging fruit. Ooh, I I can go off on the
0: Knicks. I can do that. That is real low-hanging uh, fruit. I have some. I have some real feelings about the Knicks, particularly in the '90s, as mm-hmm. a Bulls fan. So, I think we could totally do that. I like that. So we're gonna have a Spike Lee joint next week as we rip on the New York Knicks. That's right, New York Knicks. You're up on your team sucks next week. So there you go. I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Chairshot Radio, man. Yeah. Good. Good show. Good stuff. Nice quick 35 minute recording. So thank you everyone for listening to this Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Dave, tell everybody where they
1: can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of aggression
0: and you can find me at wrestling realist on the twitter that is at w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t you can listen to dave and i of course every sunday on chair shot radio as well as every monday dropping it around noon on bandwagon nerds we're starting the 90s project this week which is very exciting going to cover our top 10 sci-fi and fantasy films from the 90s looking forward to a good list i've already written the rundown i'm going to email it out after we finish this up but yeah i think um, make sure you give us a good listen listen to the chair shot radio every morning at 6 a.m Different cast of hosts every day, all members of the Chairshot Radio Network, all hosting podcasts throughout. And thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next Sunday for our edition of Chair Shot Radio. This is Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar reminding you all to always use your head.